just before I hit record. There's that little moment, very decisive moment. Whether I should pick up Daniel Ladinsky's translations of Hafiz's poetry and start reading, start talking, start dancing, going crazy again all over poems, because the day has started to get extremely noisy outside. The blaring horns, the morning traffic. It's about time for me to get ready and go to work. But then there's something within me that says, yeah, I am crazy. I'm absolutely nuts at the moment because I'm not choosing to close it and leave. I'm choosing to pick up the book. I'm choosing to read poetry because the first thing that catches my attention just hooks me. It says, but what can die? The earth is a host that murders its guests. But what can die? All dying just removes more of the husk over the soul's vision. All dying thins the veil over a wondrous world within. So probably, as this physical, dense, material world pulls me back into its practicality and I start thinking about what I need to do today rather than sit and record, rather than talk mindlessly beyond the mind into the mic. That's when that decisive moment sort of comes in, the thick wail between my own soul, the husk over my own soul's vision. It just tends to say, this is nonsensical, but then I choose the eccentric, the nonsensical. Because beyond these five senses lies the sense and direction and purpose of the soul. I must remove this husk before I go into the day. My day becomes more meaningful once I've done this, so I'm here executing exactly my soul's instruction to talk and talk about poetry, to feed my soul and share this beautiful feast with you all who can't listen, who are somehow drawn to this because it's something that's written on the gate of heaven, Hafiz. Well, it is written on the gate of heaven. Nothing in existence is more powerful than destiny. And destiny brought you here to this page, which is part of your ticket, as all things are, to return to God. What are the chances that the next poem that I read without pre-reading it turns out to be this? Like I told you yesterday, this is how it all is planned. The moment we start tuning into our intuitions first thing in the morning, that intuitive guiding system is going to take all the right decisions, push us in the right purposeful, meaningful direction, because the soul knows what it's here to execute and do. All your planning, all the meticulous thought that we put in to manipulatively follow a certain path is all futile. Just follow 
the sound and the intuition of the soul have started to do that. What's the next poem that jumps up at me? It says, Enduring the Absurd. Such a dignity can come to us enduring the absurd with forbearance and humor. Elegant becomes the countenance of one who exemplifies patience. So I endure the absurd, and I have started to tell myself that sometimes when the traffic seems absurd, and the person driving in front of me seems to be driving so slow at such an absurd pace that I feel like shouting at him that, hello, can you please speed up? And how often our patience and our, our spiritual maturity is tested on the road like this? Do I yell or do I just ease my foot off the accelerator and start to follow? Must endure the absurd. There is dignity that comes to us and there's humor. Why not I tune into another beautiful piece of music? Why don't I just breathe and watch my breath for a few moments while the slow driving just puts more seconds between me and my present destination? And you know this Elegance becomes the countenance of one who exemplifies patience. I see so many people around me who are extremely patient, so calm in situations, they're unhurried, and there's an almost poetic flow in their actions. And sometimes it comes with age. Youth is hurried, rushed, trying to achieve too much, grab at things. And as we start to age, we ease back into a more trusting nature. And that trust and that faith is invested in God, in divinity, in how the divine plan is going to just perfectly unfold and take care of everything. And as I do that every day, and I learn to endure the absurd, I tell myself, all this chaos, all this apparently meaningless noise and this confusing state, this slowness, this frustrating pace of life is teaching me to be patient, to endure, to understand that the divine unfolding plan is much bigger than my puny little target as of now. And when I just move into flow with the pace of the traffic, the flow of the divine plan, and I stopped rushing through, say, a walk that I'm taking on the sidewalk, and I'm not saying excuse me to 20 people and push ahead, and I start flowing at the pace at which the whole sea of people is moving, I become a beautiful wave no longer desperate to stand out, to put my neck up, to be the highest tide. But I become a part of the flow, the dictate of the divine flow. Sounds like an antithesis when it comes to, oh, I want to be somebody, I want to achieve something. Shouts of the ego, ladies and gentlemen. I want to be me. 
you want to be you. And that is how beautifully in surrender and service we can be. How we can give more love. How can be how can we be more sharing? Because if I'm on a path of individual accumulation of accolades and recognition and money and fame and success and climbing the ladder of power, it's a lonely place up there. But instead of stepping on others' shoulders, if I'm with them, I'm lending a hand, I'm with the flow, I'm gentle and I'm tender and I'm there for others. I can sigh and giggle as Daniel Ladinsky translates. When was the last time you wallowed in contentment? Maybe lay in bed for two days just making your lover sigh and giggle. And she and you talked silliness for hours and joked at the sweet insignificance of most all stuff. Hmm? Cuddle up with the stars more. You'll be able to do that if you can start treating every human being as a sacred cow. And keep a few of my poems handy, writes Harpies. Ladies and gentlemen, as I, as I move between Hafiz and Hafiz, I choose different pronunciations and I keep mulling over it, what's wrong and what's right, and then I realize what's in a name. It's all in the sigh and the giggle that we share with friends and lovers over insignificant things in life that actually matter. It's, it's the tiny little things that give us joy and they cost nothing. They're not worth the car in the garage or the house or the mansion or the thousands of people who might follow us on social media. Life is in the tiny sighs and giggles. Just wanted to give you a reminder first thing in the morning. Pursue the sighs and giggles. In fact, don't pursue, just wait in the traffic and watch the next smile come and perch upon your face. Let your lips widen with joy and gratitude. Let the tear roll down without you trying to worry about who's looking. Take a deep sigh every time a beautiful sight enthralls you, a piece of music touches the core of your being. That's where life is, in enduring the absurd, in the sighs and the giggles, in the tiny pieces of love that make up this kaleidoscope of joy. God bless.